0: Oh good afternoon. Sorry, I was shivering away there. It's bloody freezing. Here. <laughs> Welcome to On the Tools Talking Trade. Uh, you probably recognise this rather homeless-looking bloke. Um, my name's Andy, uh, and I'm going to be the host for the next. We might push to 40 minutes today because we've got a brilliant topic: uh, apprenticeships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And in terms of all-round guests, we couldn't get three better ones because we've got everybody that's being affected or has been affected in different ways. Uh, in no particular order, we have. Chris, who went through the apprenticeship as a carpenter and joiner. He's now running a successful firm in North London. He's having difficulty taking them on. Beth, who recently qualified as a bricklayer. So she's got first hand experience of what's going on. And um, Carl, who sort of switched uh, careers and is now, well, funny enough, as you can see, apprentice plumber. Welcome to you both. Both? No, there's three of you. Sorry. Welcome to all three <laughs> of you. Oh, cold on. The, brain, the brain's frozen. Right. Keep comments um, coming in. We're going to read them out. What is your issues, Chris? Let's start with you, mate. You went through an apprenticeship years ago, and it's not much better now, is it?
1: Thank you for having me on, Andy, and good afternoon, you guys on the tools and other listeners. Um, it's a great, great subject. Um, something I'm passionate about. Um, construction is the foremost and forefrontal business that, especially through this global pandemic at the moment we're in, um, and Younger people in, in, in construction, uh, female and male add, it needs to be spearheaded in the right direction because we're not getting any younger. Um, and what's gonna happen? What is the future of construction? Let's have it out right. It's not just the UK, it's the rest of the world. We need more social housing. We can go on different topics, but just coming back that we need to show a board census and bang our heads together to speak about the, to, the national, to the general public about there is an option to have an apprenticeship after you leave school.
0: Now, Beth, welcome again. You've been on before. Beth's now qualified, everyone. Uh, Bricklayer, and if you follow her on social media, you'll see that her work is bloody brilliant. But like all of us, she's um, snowed off at the moment. Laura Gardner is uh, doing her bricklaying MPA Level 5, um, and she's up in Glasgow. Beth, what advice would you give her, bearing in mind you've recently come through it?
2: I mean, she's doing a lot better than me to do her fifth year, but uh, it's just like anything. you just got to... Well, obviously, she's been doing it long enough, she'll know that it's a load of fun. You get to meet different characters all the time. But, yeah, just... I mean, in Glasgow, I i can only imagine how cold it is up there. I'm in the out and it's, like, two degrees. So, obviously, no, just carry on with all you're doing.
0: Now, Carl... What's the best bit you found so far? A little bit on your story, mate, because you're you're obviously sort of coming across into the industry rather than straight into it.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've spent years on sites, had a had a hand accident about three and a half years ago, crushed my hand. Um, thought that was me manually, manually done. Um, yeah, got an opportunity with um, a couple couple plumbers to be a labourer. Um, that's all I could do. Found that I love the plumbing and was offered an apprenticeship big decision at 36 37 i mean come on now mortgage cars what do you do um it was the only option i had and yeah bit the bullet use some savings and three years later
0: absolutely love it absolutely love it so well it's, yeah. i tell you what your one of your comments there is leads perfectly into uh, the next question um luke hughes i am 100% behind him. He says wages 100%. He started on 30 quid a day at 17, and after a year and a half experience, it was up to 40 quid a day. uh Chris, how are we going to get people into the industry? Beth, Beth will vouch for this. Three pounds something an hour. That's not I even sp- a pint. It's crazy. I started crazy. on
1: low. Yeah. That's not even a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, we wish we'd be in a pub, eh? Reminiscing in them days, eh? It's crazy, eh? Well,
0: what do we think, Chris? I mean, we've got to put that up. If you know, if, you're, if you've are if you got commitments like Carl has with with family, or you know, you're running a car, or you've got bills, and you're not living at home, how can anyone oh, come yeah. to construction and, and suddenly start, you know, af- affording to live on that? It's got to go up, hasn't it? I, I fully and wholeheartedly agree. Um, it's like
1: anything in life, you pay for what you get. Um, if people blood sweat and tears trying to make it in a profession like construction which is lucrative my head. um for someone that works hard then why shouldn't you get paid for what you should be doing um you've got to give incentives for people you've got you've got to give incentives to the younger generation the younger generation are looking at um influencers and stuff like that where they can get things quick we can we'll look at our phone. we're guilty of it that we can get things straight away um, but it doesn't things take time you've got to be passionate you've got a bit of perseverance you've got to be hard working and willing to to, to earn good money it doesn't come to it doesn't come like that it takes years and years of blood sweat and tears
0: sorry just going off topic a second um one thing that i fucking hate um and that is any form of racism and something's just come in a comment bear with me georgie Pearson. i don't like to hear this but i'm going to read it out because this has got to stop um, my son's just given up his apprenticeship. He wasn't on apprenticeship wage. He's just given up because of racism. He's found men and boys think casual racism's okay on site. He's been at college for two years. But will have no qualifications if he gives it up. He's fifty quid under the apprenticeship wage, but is expected to pay rent and council tax out of this. Now, Georgie, please can you contact the on the tools page because um, one of the topics we've got coming up in the next few weeks on this show is racism in construction. And as far the, the years that I've been working I've not seen much of it so um please contact on the tools because I'd love to have your son on the on the show talking about this cuz you know it's down to us to stamp this out so I'm really sorry to hear that mm. um sorry beth back to um wages you started off on the massive sum of 3 pounds 10 an hour how did you survive and why did you uh, stick at it? That's the other thing
2: i think my it was the love of what i was doing that made me stick to it and i saw the bigger picture of at the end i'll be qualified i'll have no debt and everything like that but going to that comment i just think for three pound ten as an apprentice you're turning up every day in the the crap weather and you don't get paid enough to deal with that like I, I I hate the fact like I, people don't always understand you're there for three pounds ten. you want to put the effort in why should you put up with that and again People always think like apprentices, are 16 and obviously they're not. They're a bit older, so the commitment's hard. So, you know, apprenticeships aren't just for, you know, 16 out of school, no commitments. And so it does need to be up to if you can earn minimum wage doing something at Tesco or vice versa. Why can't you get minimum wage or more when you're doing some of that mentally and physically more harder than that?
0: Well, listen, a lot of comments are coming in saying everybody sees the bigger picture. Chris is a great example of this. Beth is as well. You know, you graph, you qualify, you get your bit of paperwork. And construction, we all know you can earn good money. Um, You know, the myth of being on crap wages, especially with what's going on at the moment, crikey, you can do well. So I think we Um, can do well, but um, the, the money at the moment, Carl, how are you surviving, mate? Are you on beans every day? um well do you know do you know what? I, I actually started on weekly
3: um to 235 quid that was that was what i actually started on a week but luckily where i was i was i was with my partner at the time it it's just balanced, you know we kind of worked it out i don't think i bought any clothes any trainers for first two years i just survived i, I woke up i took my packed lunch out of the fridge you know packed lunch little sandwich crisps, you know just what i could have went to work came home walked the dog repeat that was all and i was i was happy with that because just like beth said it's, and you know and chris bigger picture is the bigger picture and it is hardship and i'd say i don't know that many people that would be prepared to go through that for that money and it isn't an incentive so unless you've got this mindset this frame of mind you know, you will be going to Tesco's, you will be going to them other incentivized jobs that aren't kind of fulfilling, that aren't going to provide you, you know, future security. And you just end up bummed out 20 years down the line, don't you, I think?
0: Well, Chris, let me ask you another thing, mate. We, if, You know, the, the youngsters of today, sorry, Beth. You aren't one of these because you're obviously doing an amazing job up there. But a lot of people think it's easier to get onto YouTube and do stuff with your phones and social media, which is an easy way of earning money. You know, when you're grafting, as Beth said, in minus whatever, you know, trying to crack the frost off everything and you've got your site manager moaning that you're not laying, even though it's frozen, to get <laughs> compete with jobs like Tesco's and McDonald's at 9 to £12 an hour, you know, and, and office jobs that are a lot more, we've got to get that minimum wage up. Get them in initially. To once people come in, they can then see, as you've done, do very well for yourself because you grafted.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just it's just informing, educating people, and talking to the government. it's it, I know the government got a lot on the plate with what we did in the moment. You've got to understand that for the general public, and our health is the most important fundamental factor. um But the scary thing, what George said, which is fair play, I take my hat off to you, sir. That. That that kind of that weekly wage for an apprenticeship hasn't changed in like 10, 15 years. Mm. I mean, I was getting that money when I was ten. Well, yeah, I've been i come to enjoying it as a, as a trade for fifteen odd years. So it's, it's absolutely quite fundamentally scary that we actually haven't done anything about it. And these fantastic people like Beffert are still going, and you, George, are going for it, and all the rest of the younger generation and sort of middle aged generation that going for doing apprenticeships have that hard working. Perseverance, that sort of fighting spirit to achieve something they actually really enjoy and passionate about, and ideally coming towards the end of earning good money for it. That I just, it just, it bamboozles me how they won't look after their own. I'm not saying in that kind of case of, oh, about any other profession, but construction needs to be looked at in a in a magnifying glass and say, look, you've got to give people the fair option to be paid a fair wage to do an apprenticeship. Um. I well, just also, I can't I understand why it it hasn't it hasn't nothing's been changed no, no movement or anything no one spoke about it and that's why platforms like this today where we can use it in a positive light and people yeah. like myself trying to go on social media and speak about positive I don't need to upsell it's just about giving honest genuine advice and how we can help one another in the construction industry.
0: Thing is right you look at it we're just under ten percent of GDP worth billions we're not a small industry um with a few people doing it part-time as you said before we came on air chris we're still going to work where a lot of people are working from home or been furloughed or whatever you know we're keeping this country going so we beth would do you agree we've got to go all the way back to school to get the perception of construction changed because all right i'm 45 now but when i was 16 it was university or go and dig a hole um if we get the perception changed like France, Germany, massively in Germany, tradespeople are put on the same level as you know doctors and solicitors. Dentists, I think yeah, all yeah. go back to school, Beth, and get the perception frames, yeah. and then we move on to apprenticeships.
2: Yeah, I think like unfortunately at the minute we're sort of fighting a losing battle with obviously streamers, you know, gaming and like Love Island influencers. We're fighting that sort of where they can earn thousands doing the bare minimum, going on holding everything like that, whereas three pound ten an hour you're out shifting bricks and blocks about three hours a day seven days well five days a week not seven and it's, why would that appeal to someone when they can see an easier option over someone that's a lot harder but in the long run it's more like it, you achieve a lot more as a like as a person and the opportunities afterwards are a lot greater you've got no debt but I think a lot of it is we have no role models like there's no Pinpoint people that you can say, "Oh, if you was at school, do you know this person is in construction? This person is." But guarantee they know everyone that's been on TV shows, etc.
0: So just just keeping these um, comments, I'm trying to read out as many as I can. Wayne Burgess, this goes back to what we're saying. 18 quid a week he was on when he started his apprenticeship. Um, his mates won over 100 quid a week working in a factory. That's simple maths, isn't it? We've got to get the um, we've got to get that base rate up. But Carl, what were you told at school, mate? Were you encouraged to go into construction? Or is this again just it was, a constant thing that if you're thick it, and you fail, go and do it?
3: Do you know what it wasn't actually I don't actually think it was a it was known, was it? It was it wasn't it wasn't the talk, it wasn't the, you know, people didn't aspire to be a plumber, a bricklayer, a, a carpenter. It was always, you know, the granddad or the dad was, but it still wasn't uh that's what I'm going to be when I leave. Um, I think it was actually just, it was, it was, it was office. It was like you say, university. It was, it was the programmed predetermined
0: path, wasn't it? So we've got to change that because you know what, Beth, you you hit a massive point there. If you went into any school from, you know, I've got two little ones who are seven and eight and a half. If you were to ask them to name um, somebody, you know, off some drivel on tv like skating on ice or whatever it's called they'd know it but if they could um you know name famous tradespeople or builders you know which company built houses of parliament someone built that with their own hands that is highly skilled work it's easier than prancing about on some bloody roller skates so chris we've got to go back do you think to saying how bloody cool it is to be in construction because you look what you do with your hands how proud of you because you're so bloody good at it Brilliant. Yeah. No, I mean, I appreciate. It. I mean,
1: the thing is, I mean, what George just said there. I, I come from a, back, a family background where I've done it. I mean, my brother and my sister have gone down the uni route, but for us, it was my dad was a builder. I was apologies. I've got a. I've got a I'm, dog, I'm dog sitting for the week, so it isn't going too well. But, um, dog keeps looking up.
0: No, oh, no, bless you. We can jump on minute. So go back to me, sorry. Sorry, Beth. Um, just while he's um sorting out his furry friend, um, it's the big thing is 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 getting people. We need role models. Do you think? Because when you look at the, you know, the the mirror, the sun, or you go on telly, there's a lot of these people that youngsters are looking at. These uh, what do you, influencers, celebrities that have been famous because they were half naked in Dubai last week. Well, if we have role models like you, you know, like like someone that can say, "I've gone to college. I've learnt this apprenticeship." I just built that bloody house. Do you think that's the way we need to go?
2: Yeah, hopefully it's not half naked builders on site, but I think No,
0: that... not doing that. <laughs> not with lockdown. I look like bloody one of the telly pubbies.
2: <laughs> uh, I think people have I like, they don't realize I like, the people on site. I like, I've met some of the most fun like in school they say we're setting you up for later on in life. I've met forty year old men more immature dead people my age but they're the best people to be around and I wish people saw that side of construction and you know just being with those kind of people it's character building and I just the real yeah, life isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's honestly I wish people saw that side of I laugh every day I have done since I was like 16 being in construction and people unfortunately don't see that so I think if they did they'd, they'd realize how brilliant it is to turn up to work every day
0: if you've just joined us, we're halfway through uh, talking trade yeah. live this week. Uh, we've got an apprentice plumber, who's just qualified, yeah. and a company owner who is a joiner um, in dog sitting. Um, and uh, you're going to hear his little uh, furry friends. piping um, occasionally. Chris, I, um, if it's good to talk now, mate, um, I just want to ask you: Do we need our bodies? And when I say bodies, we've got a lot of marketing agencies, haven't we, that, you know, you go and join us, give us a few hundred quid a year, we'll try and get you some work. But do we need some sort of um, these these bodies or, or federations to actually go and sort this out on behalf of us? Or is it going to be up to us to form a, a group and go and start speaking to local and then national government and get this changed?
1: Yeah, it's okay. a great and question, Andy. I mean, I think, to be honest... Um, I think platforms like this are the spearhead because you're engaging with an audience in construction. They're not going to listen to it on the BBC News at 10 or whatever. You've got to speak with the times. You've got to get in with the social media. That's why I'm trying to do what I'm doing. I don't want to be an influencer selling bikinis or whatever. I want to show the the good in construction to show that it is profitable. You work hard. You have a trade you're proud, you're passionate about, you love. Of course, sacrifices have to come. You have to work hard to gain it nothing's easy i run a successful business but it's not easy it doesn't look like I'll oh, look at him he's doing well it's not it's <clears> all the seven six seven days you know and it's six seven days until nine ten o'clock at night chaps not turning up suppliers not turning up but the thing is the ultimate thing is i love what i do and that's entailed in what i do it comes across that's why i've got a real good reputation that's why my staff are proud of what they do because i pay them fairly they do a fantastic job and that package is sold in that fashion so I think we have to, the thing is, we can do a petition like sign.org or whatever kind of thing to try and sort of rustle up some momentum to get it going. But I think it's more platforms like this is where it's going to fundamentally change because it's clear to see, as we've just said, to see where like George and Beth is fantastic as, a, as, a, as we're talking about currently. But in the last 10, 15 years, what have the government done for us? And they need us as much as we need them. So, yeah.
0: Well, uh, Brian Laverty, um, he's up in Scotland. He's a lecturer. If you need any advice, give me a shout. Brian, could you contact the on the tools page? It'd be great to hear your your view from things, and maybe we'll get you on a a show soon as well. To sort of, it's always good to hear both sides of a you know a story. And obviously, we've got four tradespeople here that um, are very passionate about what we do, but we're not hearing it from the other side. Um, I would love to get on some bodies like. CITB and whatnot because it'd be great to hear what what are the big things that are um, causing you guys problems because you know I'm 45 I don't get the levy and tariffs and it's it's a mess and you know we, we we need it clearer I think um just want to go back to some of the comments um Let's have a look. Daniel Broughton, Broughton, apologies if I have got that wrong. Um, My son's looking for an apprenticeship as an electrician. He worked all summer for a local electrician to gain some skills. Brilliant thing to do. Great way of getting into it. Um, As we knew, they're unable to offer a placement. He's now at college on an electrical installation course and he has to send many CVs out, all with no joy. It's a massive struggle to find anything for our youngsters. Uh, Daniel, could you please put a note up in the comments where you are based because right at the beginning of this series back in March last year um someone said something like that and I think we actually ended up getting them hooked up with some work so listen if we can help let us know so um Daniel let us know what part of the country you're in um Terry Dunn saying hello hope you're all well um it's I I think um the big thing that we we really need to do is change the perception back at schools which is what we said now what age would you say Chris are we going back to primary school you know the the six seven eight year olds or do we need need to go into secondary school and start saying right this is your choice of career in walks Chris this is what I've built up this is great Beth just qualified or do you think we need to go back to primary school
1: no, great question again, Andy. Um, I think it doesn't hurt to do primary sport. I know you know for a fact with children they go to nursery and they play with Lego bricks, etc. You're implementing strategies, unbeknowing. So the bo- there's no the bo- sorry. Uh, go.
3: No, no, sorry. I was, just, I was just sorry. I was just saying. Just saying. It's all the books. It's the it's the programming from a young age that you know Peter and like Beth. You know they built this house and that's what they they grew up to know that. In, yeah, sorry. I'm a strong believer in that. You know, from the start, it's just it's just broken, isn't it, at the moment? You, the
1: thing is, it, you've got, it's like planting a seed. You've got, this isn't going to happen within two weeks, six months or a year. This is going to happen a five-year plan, maybe in 10 years. But it comes back to, obviously, we're sort of a similar age, and uh, I'm 35. And remember that work experience you used to do? For a mm-hmm. week at, at, at college, or sorry, at secondary yeah. school, uh, even primary school. Just do that. Implement them little simple little strategies to see if the kids actually enjoy it or not. You've got to give them a chance. It's like when you used you to do your careers, I think, was it, I forgot the word, but their careers advice week, and they said, What do you want to be? I don't know I want to be. I want to kick about an apartment that makes on a Sunday morning. I don't know I not- want to be a, a graphic designer or a builder or whatever, but if you, at least try and usher them that way by saying, i tell you, why don't you try and work for a construction company or work for a brickland company or work for a plaster, etc. etc. Just give them the option because if they don't like it, at least they tried it. And that's the thing, you've got you've got to give
0: it a go. So
1: I think, the career, careers I think careers the thing, week, there was we all agree on,
0: on is um, is kids, boys and girls, first thing they do, and my two are the same when they go to nursery and they start school is they make stuff with their hands, cardboard boxes, bog roll, um, bits of Lego wood, doesn't matter (laughs) They make stuff. And the amount of, I was going to say crap, but I didn't mean it like that. The amount of stuff my son brought home made out of shoe boxes and all the rest. This is what they all did. And you know, I was taking off cuts of timber into the school and you know, the old guttering because they can make water shoots and stuff. It's in our DNA to make stuff. So, Beth, do you think we're almost encouraged away from it when we've already got it already?
2: Yeah, so I think in primary school, it's more of the the being creative. I used to do D&T week and we'd make different things. I think when you get to high school, it's like, come on, you're a grown-up now. We're getting prepared for when you got got to get a job and everything like that. But... My job is nothing like what was maybe instilled into me at, at high school, you know, it was keep your blazer on, you know, uniform, you know, don't talk back and things like that. Whereas my life now, I don't really necessarily wear a uniform. I'm constantly <clears throat> drafted, And if someone tells me I'm a dickhead, they're going to get called dickhead back. Yeah, but talk obviously back, so yeah. that's not allowed. It's a Bible, but isn't it? Like, life, real. Can I also add
1: it, sorry, Andy, it just it comes on to also about men. Like, I'm quite passionate, like with you as an advocate for mental health and construction, it doesn't get talked about. And obviously, that's another day. another. Th- it comes back to the same. It's like at school, some children just can't, they're, they're naughty, but they're not naughty because they're in a section where they might be creative in other areas. And like, you give them a hammer or a saw and they can cut a timber straight down the line. I mean, call blind me, if you can't see that and that bangs your head, excuse the pun, I don't know what it is. So, It's also about mental health. Some kids might not be good academically, but they might be fantastic with tools or got some great ideas to put a wall up, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to look at the broader aspects and the whole picture of it.
3: Just not fit in the narrative then, are they? Not fit in the narrative at all. So,
0: Listen, we're all good at different things. And as you rightly say, Chris, I remember at school, you know, when I was back in school, sort of late 70s, 80s, it was, well you were called the thickos. You were put in a thick class um, because you weren't, you were basically slowing up the rest of the group. Um, you know, you were put in the corner. What
1: a terrible title. But
0: If now, you know, I, I'm good with my hands, but I I can't do exams if you pay me, but let's look at people at school and say, right, that nine year old, nine year old boy or girl is clearly not set out to be an academic. But have you seen what they've just drawn or, or created? And you know, Beth, do do you think we've almost got to sort of have people at school looking out for people that are gonna be good with their hands and not good with their head?
2: Yeah, I think obviously you can tell them people straight away that like the people that don't do very much will tend to be, you know, not going to university and doing kind of what we do or, you know, as a broader spectrum of, you know, hands on work and stuff like that. But I can see why it's difficult for schools to, you know, one system sort of fits all kind of thing. It doesn't fit all, but there's, I think for one teacher and 30 like kids, I think trying to navigate those different kids and that don't fit into, you know, doing exams and things like that. But I think, you know, you taught at school that you're at school to learn to do exams when really they should be, like, teaching you to, you know, do these things for later on in life and say, you know, we can understand you're not you don't enjoy school you may be not good at this sort of section but when you leave school I can guarantee you'd be just encouraging in a different way yeah you might be crying because you can't do an exam but like look at like you Andy you might not be good at exams but look at what you do now you know you've achieved a lot more than maybe most people that are so it's just the thing of encouraging but maybe in a different avenue
0: Yes. Sorry, there's one comment I just want to read out because it just disappeared. Sammy Nutt, um, apologies if this, if this has come across in the wrong way. Um, I'm 32 and was a chef for 13 years. I want a qualification in welding. But if I did an apprenticeship, the money just wouldn't keep my bills up to date and having rent, car, as you say, you know, living costs. So sorry, I didn't. The show was about apprenticeships, <laughs> not just people coming through school, but people that get to a career change now you look at covid i've got mates that are going and should i go into construction and if they're i'm saying all day long if you're miserable in in an office sitting there photocopying your ass on the photocopier all day because you're so bored look at a change because you only get one crack at this life and if you're not happy going into an office or or whatever you're doing look at a trade and i honestly think that you know you you run this so Chris, I just want to look at your, your story. You started off as an apprenticeship. Now you're running a successful company. You have, oh, your mate's back. Um, how happy well, is that? You couldn't, it. you couldn't do that doing, you know, working in an office as an accountant as and you're enjoying it because you're good at it.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the prime example of George, as you say, he's, he's doing plumbing. It doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, I know we're talking about apprenticeship as his National Apprenticeship Week. That doesn't correlate to the younger generation. Obviously it does because as a broader census of things, when George passed that, Beth just passed that. they're leading ways to show how you can be in different age gaps. It doesn't matter who you are, what profession you've done before, you stick that to this gentleman's question, it's always time to do something. There's always time to start. If you really, really feel you're passionate and you're not happy in what you do, that's the difference with me. I, I love what I do. That's why I get up at do my routine and get up at quarter to six every morning. That's what I do. That's what I love. I can't change it. Even if I go on holiday, my missus goes to me, can you, can you have a lay in? I'm like, no, because that's just the way I'm installed. But yeah. that's, it's just routine and anyone can do it. That's, that's the beauty of it.
0: Well, exactly. doesn't have to be
1: Einstein. I
0: think. Terry Dunn, fair play to you, mate. I love hearing stuff like this. Started off as an apprentice. Uh, he's now here, boarding kitchens, building extensions, self-employment all the way. So what a success story! Brilliant, Terry, top man. I was going to say, go and get a pint after work, but the pubs are shut. Uh, maybe in a few months, mate. Now, Mister Apprentice Plumber, what did your mates think when you said at your age you're going to go and do an apprenticeship?
3: Um, do you know? Do you know what? Quite lucky. I'm lucky enough to have a good circle, though. I really am. But the general kind of general consensus was why. First of all, um, just like the question that just came in, your bills. It's the it's the it's it's the usual questions, isn't it? How are you gonna survive? How are you gonna pay bills? You know, you manage, don't you, as best you can. You kind of sacrifice a lot. I mean, I I, I can't I can't tell you guys how much I actually sacrificed to you probably be bored by the end of the list. I
0: can but, fully get it, mate.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is a massive kind of change you have to make to your lives, but you're stepping into an area at the age I was where you're not supported as the as the older kind of more mature student um and that is very kind of out there um i talk to a lot of people on my, like on my social that are my age that have the same struggles that i have um they're not as lucky as me to get the opportunity i did um yeah it's just it's unreal it's unreal the narrative for an apprentice is young um it is young and anyone above the age of 30 i do believe you know, unless you're lucky to get the opportunity, you know, you're scrambling. You're scrambling for that place, aren't you? And, you know, for the future.
0: Well, unfortunately, we're, uh, I don't know where half an hour or 30 minutes, 32 seconds has gone. It's flown by this week. Um, I think that's the thing. When you've got a great subject that three um, brilliant guests who are passionate about their trade come on, time flies by. Um, just to finish off, uh, like to finish on a positive note on the show. Uh, Chris what is the best thing about your job day to day what do you love so if someone's watching thinking right I want to be like Chris what's the big thing that you love doing being self-employed running your firm
1: yeah look it's a fantastic question today and obviously thank you very much for having me on um just enjoy what you do um there's not more on it. I mean, the three sort of points I would give to anyone who wants to start in business I mean, I would always 110% if people are thinking today, our viewers are listening about starting a business or a trade themselves, and they want to start a business, I'll say 110% do it. Because if, if you're the only three things that I've instilled in me is the sort of positivity, the belief that you can you can achieve that goal as being in construction and apprenticeship or even architecture, structure, engineering, etc. cetera. Um, the hard work. So, like, business isn't easy but it is rewarding so please don't think oh I want to give up now because I've done this six months I'm not getting the invoices I should etc etc but there's always that goal there's always that light in the tunnel you will you will succeed in your past but I think the most important fundamental factor the final I think is perseverance comes back to Beth comes back to George is that even if you're on three pounds any week keep at it because you will achieve something in the end and I always say to this, you guys, if you want to obviously add me on Instagram, this is Square My Builders. But Pete and the rest of the viewers, please feel free if people want advice or just a question, just to ask, especially come at a mental health. Talk to me. I'm happy to reply back. I'm happy to help. That's what it's about. I don't need to send anything. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. It's like, obviously, you like to be treated. So thanks very much for having me on, Andy. Appreciate it. It's been, been very informative and very inviting.
0: Now, Beth, you've uh, recently qualified. Um you've obviously got a lot bit of snow up there, but Um, what's the best thing you enjoy I probably know the answer to this knowing you but uh, what's the best thing that you could say to people looking to get into an apprenticeship
2: Uh, I enjoy the people obviously like going to work with them every day and I laugh every day like I wish people seen that enjoyment because (laughs) you meet some nutcases on site but honestly this is so brilliant and obviously laying bricks every day like So it's like the times like switch off and just like when you're learning in you just sort of like lose yourself in it. I know it sounds a bit weird, but you do just like doing it. And yeah, yeah. I just loved like being on site and then being at home It's like two different sort of like times. So yeah, I enjoy I just enjoy every day.
0: Brilliant. Mr. Apprentice Plumber, coming across mid-thirties to start an apprenticeship in plumbing. What's the big thing you're loving about it, mate?
3: Um do you know? What? I, I, I love the job. I, I really do. It's nice to have a passion again. Um, and, yeah, it's just, do you know, what? it's just just a love for the job. I really do love the job. Thankful for the plumber that's above me, the plumbers that are around me, um, even my social circle on social media. Um, yeah, do you know, what? it's hard to put into words, but at, at my age, it's kind of... It's just fulfilling. I think it really is fulfilling, and just to know that I've got a future coming up, just like Beth said. You know, I get lost when when I'm under a kitchen sink and I'm you know in a confined space and I'm soldering away. I've got my music on. You know, someone walks in, talks some shit, and then they go, you know it's just it's just that's what I love. It's brilliant. It's you know it's just it's li- it's life for me. It's life for me. Um, yeah, and I just wish more people would take that chance, like Chris said, just actually do it. I did it, and I haven't once looked back. I'm tired every day. Come on, we're tired every day, aren't we? Let's be honest. And yeah. it's, it's it's worth it. It is worth it. Do you know um, the
0: big thing, asking you guys what the best thing was, all of you, probably without realising it, from beginning to the end of your answer, you had a massive smile on your face. And that, I don't know <laughs> many people that would say, what do you do for a living? And it's not in the trade. People that are going to enjoy it that much. So, um Thank you ever so much to all three. Uh, we've um, yeah got 35 minutes, isn't it? Uh, time has gone. Um, one thing I would like to say is um, I'm going to be doing a charity build soon down here in North Surrey. So please add me on Instagram. Um, what I'm looking at doing um, is basically it's, the job is called Perfect Ten. Um, what I mean by that is everybody that comes and gives me a hand on the tools, is going to, I'm asking them to give 10% to the construction industry charity, the Lighthouse Club. Um, Material suppliers are giving 10% of the cost of materials to it, and I'm going to give 10% of profits. Um, We're going to get a lot of magazine coverage, press coverage, uh, hopefully on the tools coming down. So add me on Instagram because um, I want to get all the sort of people I've met through filming and social media down and um, just have a laugh, have an absolute laugh, because at the end of the day, that is one of the best things about being in construction. We have a bloody good laugh every day. See you next Everybody. week. Toodle pip. Take thanks, care.
1: guys. Cheers. Take care, guys. Thanks.